Thanks for listening to the Church at Severn Run Messages podcast. You can find more information about the church at severnrun.com. Enjoy the message. Well, good morning, everyone. Vicki, are you being friendly today? All right, all right. Uh, I'm excited about continuing in our Inspired series. And there's a reason why we want to be inspired, because God's ideas are better than ours. I just, that's just true. At least it is in my life. Uh, I'm, I'm Drew. I get to be the uh, pastor here and honored that you're here worshiping and want to encourage you to build worship into the rhythm of your life uh, and also to... Invite other people around you who, you know, that God is looking to love and work in their life. You can be a bridge to somebody discovering their worth in Christ. Um, You know, today as we talk about God's ideas being better, that's one of the reasons why we're here. Um, It's crazy to me the different ideas that we live out of. I mean, the phrase seemed like a good idea at the time covers a lot of territory, doesn't it? (laughs) At least it does for my teenage years. Um, there's a place, and if any of you all are from the Czech Republic, please do not send me emails about my pronunciation, okay? Just don't. I'm going to get wrong. Um, but there is a town in the northwest part of the Czech Republic that is uh, called Yakimo, and it, it is probably the most um, polluted um, place in, in Europe, and in 1516, they started mining silver there. Uh, but along the way, they discovered uranium. Now, before anybody ever had an idea of what uranium was in terms of like any nuclear way, the, the, um, the Soviets later used this as one of their main sources during the occupation. But along the way, uranium kind of came to be considered sort of a magic material, this like wonder uh, mineral, metal. And, and for somebody, it seemed like a good idea to put uranium in things like toothpaste. Can you imagine brushing your teeth with radioactive, I'm serious, beer? They actually, not just in this town, but in the region, in the area, um, they actually put it in beer. Um, this was a town where the, you, you've heard of Madame Curie. This is where they got their uranium that, that she began her early discoveries, which eventually killed her, as you know. They put it in chocolate so the kids would have an equal opportunity to get irradiated as well. Seems like a good idea. Uh, this, this one is a great one. They put it in cigarettes, uranium in cigarettes, as if The cancer from tobacco smoke was not enough. We want to increase our likelihood of of dying from this. So we're going to make this radioactive cigarettes. Uh, Cosmetics. So just to cover the full spectrum of of ideas. All these things uh, seem like a good idea. In fact, today, still the uranium mine, as I understand it, is mostly shut down. Um, and the town, again, has, if you took a Geiger counter anywhere in the time, in, in the town, it's like, it's like hopping off the, the, uh, at the edge of the meter. But they now uh, are pumping water, uh, spring water from the mine to 
these baths that they have in town, and, and they now are actually offering curative radon baths. For those of you who don't know, radar, uh, radon is a uh, cancer-causing gas that some of you have detectors in your basements in Anne Arundel County because it's bad, and people are paying money. There are actually insurance companies. Still, in several countries in Europe, there are insurances that are paying for people to be able to come and soak in a radon spa. Come be radioactive. Seemed like a good idea. There are millions of ideas to live by, right? Some of them crazy. Some of them, now, if you're in that, this is normal. This is what you do. If you're outside of that, you're going, y'all crazy. Seriously, you just got, that's just a bad idea. But, but there's a million ideas to, to live by. And the reality is that I believe the only ideas worth living from are God's. And that's why we're talking about the Inspired series, because Inspired has to do with something uh, in God ignites something in you, and you make a, a move in your life that is inspired, that's illuminated, that's charged, and you're changed by, by the truth of, of God, who He is and what He does. Now, it's more complicated than this, but the reality is that all of us are going to live from one of two sources in our lives. It may be veiled, um, it may be hidden, but the truth is all of us are going to live from the devastation of our wounding in the world or from the inspiration of our healing in Christ. And these, these are, you know, um, you know spectrums that are, that are wide apart. And, and your wounding, uh, your loneliness, your pain, the, the heartache that you carry, the, the depression, the sadness, the anger... The things that people have said to you that still bring energy when you think about it. And all of this wounding, the insecurity, the things that people have said to you that, that, that you still replay in your head as being truth about you, all of those things can be the source of the energy of your life or on the other, and again, huge spectrum, on the other end, you can live from the inspiration of your healing in Christ. Now, I've seen people with what we would say on the outside is small woundings in their lives, but they are devastated by them, angry, bitter, um, and, and, and it expresses itself in destructive ways. I've seen that. I've also seen people who have huge, hard things happening in their lives, this wounding world. I mean, just devastating things, and yet... Their life is not driven by their losses and their pains and their hurts and their woundings, what other people have or haven't done for them, how other people, um, you know, have or have not recognized them. Their lives, in spite of all of the degrees of their wounding, are inspired by the healing of Christ. Guys, I, I just want to challenge you to, to choose Inspired. It's not easy. It's hard. We live in a world in which the wounding is so great and so deep that it is easy to be overwhelmed by it. And, and yet the, the story of, of Jesus and the gospel is that the blood of Christ, the gallon to a gallon and a half that, that one divine human being, one God-man had in his veins that was spilled on the ground becomes the inspiration to overcome and redeem all 
of the evil and the bad and the sad and the hard and the hurt for all of human history, for all of time. That's the offer of God. That's the inspiration of God. That's the God idea that that he wants you to live from. There's a million ideas, but we will not be organizing a church trip to Yakimo to take part in the spas. I'm just telling you, don't even ask. It's not going to happen. Proverbs 14.12 says, there's a way that appears to be right, but in the end it leads to death. You've got some ideas about your life and, and what you think you need. You've got some ideas in your head about who God is, who you are, who people need to be around you. But the scripture says, there's a way that seems right, but it leads to death. Isaiah 64, 6 says this about our ideas, our uninspired ideas. We're all infected and impure with sin. You know, we're, we're a little bit on edge about the, um, you know, the, 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 the virus from China, right? I mean, but I got bad news for you. You're already infected, and the one you got is going to kill you. Um, you may not ever get that one. You got this one. We are all infected and impure with sin, Isaiah 64 uh, says, 64 verse 4. And when we display our righteous deeds, that is, when, when we offer our own defense of our own goodness and our rightness, they're nothing but filthy rags. And I love this image describing the right idea of our true state. Like the autumn leaves, we wither and fall, and our sins sweep us away like the wind. Guys, I want to challenge you from all the ideas that you can live from, all the sad ideas, all the hurt ideas, all the wounded ideas, all the failing ideas, all the hopeless ideas, all the loveless ideas, all the sad and lightless ideas that you can live from, I'm asking you to choose inspired. When I began the series, um, the the. I knew that at this point I wanted to to try to illustrate to you what inspired looked like in its simplest, purest form. And today I want us to talk about Abram. And and Genesis chapter 12, the, the, the inspired example of Abram's call in Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 4. And there's a a truth here and in all of our lives, through all of time, that our lives are will either be wounded and failing. You know, it's a slow process, but, but we are wounded and, and, and living our lives wounded in our own ideas. We will be successively failing. Some of those failings will be obvious, like, you know, the times that, like, I guess somebody gets arrested or, or our addiction flares and, and it's obvious. But a lot of failing is going to be hidden uh, till, till later and some even into eternity. Our lives are either going to be wounded and failing or they're going to be inspired and all about following the voice of God. In Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, um, we've got this, this story. Let me, let me kind of just go to a, a map here and, and, and show you. Um, Abram is called of God. And, and here's what, what God says. He says, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. So, God, out of not nowhere, 
But God, out of, out of unexpected space, speaks to Abram. Now, Abram and his family were from Ur, down on the right-hand side of that, that, uh, the line. And this is in modern-day Iraq. This was his ancestral home. Uh, this is where uh, cousins live. This is where grandfathers and, and rootedness was. This was home. And life in the form of Terah, his father, moved them. We don't know why, but moved them up to Haran. Haran is, is a place you see Padam Aram uh, up at the top. That's in modern-day Turkey. So a hard journey. This whole journey that Abram's on is about 600 miles. Now, 600 miles one thing in a car. It's another thing on foot in the desert without water <laughs> or a lot of it. And, and so now life has led them up to Haran. And that's where Terah, Abram's father, said, hey, we're going to move here. And so they did. And now they're setting up shop. They've, they're starting you know, to, to live in commerce and make their way. And, but it's not home. You know, it's not where they belong. It's not where uh, they are from. And you know how it is. You know, when somebody identifies, you're not from here, are you? Right? I, my dad was in the military. We moved around a lot. And, um, and we, we kind of got that. You're not from here, are you? Well, no. And then God says, go to the place I'm going to show you. And it was to the land of Canaan, which is down there on the far left. You see that? Bethel, Hebron, Canaan. And... and couple of things about this journey. God just doesn't go. Uh, God doesn't say, here's the roadmap and here's how I'm going to do everything. He just says, go. Um, I, I'm, I'm inspiring you to, with my voice and I want you to go and follow my voice. And it's crazy what is between the lines and within the lines here of Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. We don't, we don't have Abram's discussion with his wife. Um, we don't have any of the, 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 the backstory. All we have are the reality that, that life has already moved Abram out of, out of home and now it's moving him out of the, the, the place where he is resettled into an unsettled and unknown and completely foreign land. Guys, what I want to share with you today, as we look at this clearest of all examples of what it means to be inspired, which is hearing and trusting and doing the, the will of God, we can't stay and live where life has led us. Home was back in Ur, life led them to Haran, and God shows up and says, you can't stay here. And I want to say in a very similar way that, that wherever life will lead you and circumstance and wounding and your own will, you can't stay there. All of your good ideas are not God ideas until they're inspired, until something of God ignites something in you, until you hear God's voice, trust God's voice, and obey God's voice. Until that point, you are living in an unsustainable place and you can't stay there. At least you can't stay and live where life has led you. Back to our wounding. And again, gotta ask you to do the hard work of interpreting this for yourself. Why is suicide at an epidemic high? Among our military, among those in blue, in our general population. Just for example, why? 
Because life is broken and it's hard and it's wounding. And, and life leads us to, to hard places we can't live. We can't survive here and we can try real hard for a while, but it's kind of like holding a brick out at arm's length. I can hold a brick out at arm length for a while, but not an hour, not 10. You can't stay where life has led you. Where has life led you right now? Where has your upbringing led you in terms of, of your identity? Have you compensated for the woundedness of that and become arrogant? Self-centered in the sense that I'm the greatest? Have you been so devastated by that that, that you are living in an unrecognized arrogance? I'm terrible. I'm a failure. Where your eye still makes you the subject of the sentence? Where are you living? How many of your plans have worked out the way you envisioned that they would? Can I give you an example? I'm going to give you a statistical, um, verified survey study of, of how many of my ideas in life have turned out like I thought they would. Zero. <laughs> how often has the future ever turned out just exactly like you thought it would? Very rarely. You can't stay and live where life has led you. Life led Abram from Ur to Haran through his father. But he couldn't stay there because it wasn't God's idea. What isn't God isn't life. And it may seem like a really good idea to you at the time, but in the end, you'll see it was simply another path to, to, to the work of this world in wounding and death. Secondly, I just want to share with you that wherever we are, we need to leave and move when God says go. And, and so I want you to think about this in terms of moments and seasons and chapters of your life. So wherever we are, we need to be listening for the voice of God to be saying to us, go. To inspire us to make a faith move in some direction, in some form, in some fashion. And this is comprehensive of all of life in every relationship. You know, it, it's, it's true of, of job life. You should be praying about every decision you make in your, in your military career or, or in your, your job. I, I know of Christians who don't pray about whether they're going to accept this job or that job. There's a word for that, crazy, <laughs> you know. You can't live where God hasn't led you. You can't. You think you can, but you can't. And, and the reality is that wherever we are, we need to leave it. You're stuck in a sad place. You're stuck in a broken place. You're stuck in a, an angry place. You're stuck in a cycle in your marriage to where it's just hell at home. You can't stay there. Life may have led you there, but you can't stay there. God is calling on you. Go. Come to the place where I will lead you. Because in verse 2 of Genesis 12, God says, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. And you will be a blessing. All of these things were true for Abram and the formation of, of the people of Israel. It's also true of Jesus. It's also true of you. And I will bless you and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse. God has said, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. I'll repay the people who've wounded you and hurt you. You don't need to get back at God's got it. Just trust him. 
pray for their blessing before they're, they're judging. <laughs> and all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Man, if you choose to move when God says go, there is a divine intentionality behind that that's beautiful and eternal. God is going to use you in his redemptive story to bless other people. To inspire them to see the healing of Christ and, and to leave the wounding um, and, and, and the failing of stuck. The definition of an inspired life is trusting the leadership of God whether it makes sense or not. There was no earthly reason for Abram to leave again. He just left Ur. There's no reason for him to leave Haran. He's just getting rooted. It just didn't make sense. But God, I, I want to challenge you to remember as you study the scriptures and you look at your own life and as you face your own discouragement, you know, um, I, I want to challenge you. When in the Bible does anyone who ever trusted God end up in a bad place? When in the Bible does anyone who was ever inspired to hear God's voice and trust God's heart and do God's will, when does anybody in the Bible ever not finish up anything but victorious? Never. <laughs> and it's true with you as well. True whether we think we're in a good place or a bad place. Uh, in, in um, you know, the, the, the parable of the prodigal son in, in, you know, the, in Matthew 19 and Luke 15 in the rich young ruler, the prodigal son was a guy who had a good, an idea that seemed good to him. I, I'm going to, you know, value my dad's money more than I value my dad and I'm going to grab it. I'm going to go and I'm going to party and I'm going to pay prostitutes and I'm going to live. It didn't work out so well. And here's this Jewish young man feeding pigs and not even allowed to eat what the pigs are, are eating. And he, and he says to himself, even my father's servants at home have more than this. And he came to his senses and realized, I'm in a bad place. I can't live here. How many of you all, don't raise your hands, but how many of you all would admit today that you're in a bad place and you can't? Keep living like you're living. You may be in a bad place that's obvious, but you may also be in a bad place that nobody else knows but you. But it's hell. How many of you are here in a bad place in your marriage and you're waiting for that other person to change and if they'll change, then things will be okay? Hey, how about we... How about we trash that option and how about you just hear God say, I want you to move. I want you to go to the land I'm gonna show you. <laughs> but God, they, they're not. I'm talking to you, my child. <laughs> I want you to listen to me. I wanna tell you that if you're in a bad place today, you don't have to stay there. You can't live there. You can stay there and die there, but you can't stay there and live there. On the other hand, in the, the story of the parable of the rich young ruler, here, here's a guy who, who life, man, he had it by the tail. Um, and uh, things were going, were going great for this guy. Um, you know, couldn't have, couldn't have been better. 
and, um, and, he, and he just says, Jesus, um, what do I have to do to get eternal life? I've got everything else in life. What do I have to do to, to get eternal life? And, and Jesus begins a conversation with him and, and ends the conversation with, with loving your neighbor as yourself. And the man replies in Luke 15, 20, all these things I've done uh, from, from my youth, what do I still lack? And Jesus said, if you want to be perfect, go and sell your possessions, give to the poor, and you'll have treasure in heaven, then come and follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sad because he had many possessions. How many of you are today are in a, what you would call a good place? You're happy there. Life makes sense to you. Um, you think you're okay. You think you're good. I just want to say to you that wherever you are, you got to leave and move when God says go. Now, all this is based on hearing God's voice, and I realize that, you know, crazy is all around, and, and you know, we, how do I know that I can hear God's voice? Well, we talked about that last week, but here's the deal. God would not have called you to listen for his voice if you couldn't know it in a knowable way. If this was undoable, he wouldn't have asked you to do this, so you can do this. We talked about it last week. There's some you know, uh, notes in there that you can follow. Um, but, but I want to remind you that, that inspiration is a three-part journey. It's hearing what God says, which Abram did, and believing that he speaks relevantly in love. Okay, I'm hearing God's voice, but mm, does God really know what I need? Oh, yeah, he really does. And why is he saying to this me? Doesn't he love me? Oh, no, 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 no. He's speaking to you out of love. More than you've ever spoke any kindness or any love to anybody, your father is seeking to inspire you with his love. And Abraham, Abraham hears this and he trusts what God says, believing that God is is infinitely good and eternally right. This makes no earthly sense, God, but because you say so, I will. And he trusts what God says. So, again, you may be in a stage of life to where you're there, but God didn't inspire you to be there. You can't stay there. And you need to seek his voice and believe that he will speak in relevant ways. You may be um, not just a stage of life, you may be in a, a relationship where, where things are bad, and, and the leaving I'm talking about is you leaving your ideas and, and living from God's inspired ideas and doing what God says to do and being who God says for you to be in that relationship. You may be in a stuck place spiritually, and for a long time you haven't been growing, but you keep staying where you are and doing what you've been doing but God is speaking to you, but you, you don't really trust him. That there's nothing better than his will. I, at 16, one of the things that, that changed my life, and I have not done it perfectly, I've failed a thousand times, but it, in the big picture, it's changed the direction of my life. Where I, I truly chose to believe that God's best was better than mine. That I could create a 
plan and purpose for my life, but that that plan and purpose would be, first of all, a fail, and secondly, infinitely shorter than, than what God would have for me, whether I understood it or not. Thirdly, Abraham, he does what God says, believing that God's will is the only way to live. I can't live outside of God's will. There is no real life outside of God's will. Sometimes that's obvious. Sometimes it's slower and it takes more time for it to be obvious that that life outside of God's will is a non-starter. It doesn't work. But wherever we are, we need to leave and move when God says go. Where is God speaking to you in your life? What season of life, what situation of life, what circumstance of life, what, what inner reality in your life, what attitude, what, what experiences, what, what, what things you haven't done that you've been told to do. Sometimes there's, you know, we used to talk about sins of omission and commission. There are things we're not doing that we need to be doing, but, but sometimes there are things we're doing we need to stop and make a move. What, what is true for you? But wherever we are, we need to leave and move when God says go. Now, some of y'all are, are just, you know, you're just, whew. <laughs> God hadn't said go to me. Well, I got good news and bad news for you. God's already said go. <laughs> he really has. And he said, go and don't stop. Matthew 4:19, follow me and I will send you out to fish for people. The, the going with God and the hearing of his voice is something that puts us perpetually in motion, uh, seeking God's voice, uh, trusting God's voice, doing God's, uh, what, what he says. It's, it's perpetual. Follow me means a journey of with. You can't stay where you are and be with God. You gotta move. And, and the reason I believe that God called Abram, you know, out of Haran and, and out of Ur was, was simply to kind of teach this, this whole faith journey that we're on. Jesus said in Matthew 28, 18 through 20, he said, look, if you guys really want to follow me, here you are seeing me. I was dead and now I live. And verse 18 says, Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. I want you to kind of set that in the background of your life as you're wondering, well, how do I hear God and how can I let go of this? And, and I, you know, this is being spoken by a guy who just came back from the dead. He's got a little bit of credibility, wouldn't you say, about handling life and his wounding. And, and he says to them, therefore, go. You can't stay in your self-centered life. You can't stay living your earthbound plan. You can't stay living in your wounding and live my life. You can't stay focused on what people have and haven't done for you. You gotta look to me. You've got to to seek my voice. I have to be the inspiration of your life. The blood of Christ, you know, a gallon to a gallon and a half of blood spilled on on earth's soil one time 2,000 years ago. The claim is it changes all of human history. It inspires a completely different destiny in time and for eternity. So go, and you give your life away on a new agenda. You make disciples, and you lead people to, to, through true life change, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And then you don't walk away from them. You teach them to obey everything I've commanded. You teach them to live an inspired life. And surely I'll be with you to the end of the age. That's the, that's the inspiration of the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
We can't stay anywhere we are and be inspired. We have to move and be moving to leave uh, and be leaving to follow and be following Jesus in order to be where he is from one day to the next, one season to the next, one problem to the next, one thought to the next, one temptation to the next, one day to the next. And for some of us, one breath to the next. Our choice is to stay in our wounding and live in our failing or walk in our inspiration in the joy of our healing in Jesus Christ. Guys, I'm telling you, in the name of Jesus, this message has the power. God has the power to change your life utterly and completely. And no matter what your circumstances are, you can be inspired to live from the good and redeeming and eternal uh, ideas of God, of which Jesus is the best idea of God, and, and your life can be changed. And if you will be inspired, you will inspire people around you. I want to close with this. Um, Stephen, um, I'm going to embarrass him. Stephen Horde is, is just radiates joy. He does. He did a 50K yesterday. And, he, and he's running al- along with a young lady, you know, for 18 miles, you know, and she looks to him and says, I kid you not, she says to him, you are really running inspired. <laughs> And he was because of the Jesus. So will you today make a choice to lay down your wounding at the foot of the cross to, in faith, choose to believe what Hebrews eleven six says, that God is and exists and he rewards those who earnestly seek him? And will you, will you hear what God says in love to you today? Will you trust what God is speaking to the direction of your life? And then will you yield your life to do whatever it is God says to do, to go wherever he says to go? God, your will, your way, not mine. Will you make that your prayer in these moments? I'm going to ask you to bow your head, draw a circle around your chair, and in this moment, open your life to the inspiration of God. Father, this is our prayer, that that you would help us to hear your voice, that some of us would be inspired to become followers of Christ. And Father, that that the rest of us would rise up and and throw off, God, all that is broken and, and of this world, and God, that we would long for, listen to, hear and obey your voice. God, hear the surrender of your people in these moments. In Jesus. If you enjoyed today's message, feel free to share it with your friends. As we like to say, love well, live Jesus, and believe big.